Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 2. In this series, I travel from LA to Chicago on the Southwest Chief, then from Chicago to New Orleans on both Amtrak's City of New Orleans train and a rail replacement bus. I then travel back from New Orleans to Los Angeles on the Sunset Limited. I also get to travel on the San Joaquins the Coast Starlight and the Pacific Surfliner, in all over 6,300 miles in 14 days. Episode 11, where I spend a day in New Orleans. After our late arrival at the station in New Orleans, we got a taxi to the French Market Inn, where we were staying. Our driver was very helpful and gave us suggestions for places that we should try for dinner the next night. Fortunately, we had telephoned ahead and the reception was open when we arrived, and so we were given our keys and went straight to our rooms. I think I was asleep the minute my head hit the pillow. When I woke in the morning, I felt refreshed. I went down to reception where I met my friends and we went out for breakfast. We decided to try somewhere that was just across the road. After our late arrival last night into New Orleans, I slept extremely well. Now we're out for breakfast at a place called Beignets. So we'll be having some waffles and a little bit else to sustain us. I've got a very strange looking cup of breakfast tea. The big problem here is that most places give you hot water and then leave the tea bag for you to put in later not understanding that tea is made properly by pouring boiling water over the tea leaves or the tea bag. That was something the Hotel Wit in Chicago got perfectly right. So breakfast is over and it's time to think about where we're going today in New Orleans. A friend of mine who's accompanying me on the trip is sorting out what our tour options are. Breakfast was very pleasant but it came with the compulsory grits. For those that don't know grits, they are an interesting substance. They're made with some grain and are a bit like somewhere between porridge and semolina. And I found out the key thing is that you have to put something powerful with them. With a spicy Cajun Tabasco kind of sauce, they became quite palatable. Something to remember for the future when I'm served with this white slurry. It's a beautiful day here in New Orleans. When I got up, I wondered whether I'd need a coat or a pullover, but I definitely don't. The sun is shining brightly. It's warm. I think it's decided that we will do a hop on hop off tour. 
I have to say that city sightseeing hop-on, hop-off tours are a very good idea. You get a commentary as you go round, but you can get off wherever there is something that you want to see. And then when the bus comes round again, probably an hour later, you can hop on again and go on for a bit further. I've done hop-on, hop-off tours in many cities around the world. In fact, the only city I haven't done a hop-on, hop-off tour in is London. And that could be said to be my home city. That's something for another day. The first place that we came to after leaving the hotel was Jackson Square. The square is named after Andrew Jackson, who was a US general and also served as the seventh US president. Ahead of us in Jackson Square we could see the St Louis Cathedral, named after the Kings of France. It was originally founded as a parish church in 1720 and is the oldest Catholic cathedral in North America. The square has a statue of Andrew Jackson riding a horse. This is one of four identical statues that can be found across the United States. The original is in Washington DC and then three others were cast from the same mould. The Cabildo, and I'm sure that the Spanish would pronounce it far better than me, is also beside Jackson Square. This building was the seat of government in the period when the Spanish ruled Louisiana from 1763 to 1801. At that time, it was a district of New Spain. Prior to this, Louisiana had been ruled by the French. However, when they lost the Seven Years' War, the eastern part of their territory was ceded to the British and the western part to Spain. The French regained the western part of their territory in 1802, following a secret treaty. They then disposed of it after a few months with the Louisiana Purchase of 1803. Under the purchase agreement, the United States paid $15 million for approximately 827,000 square miles of land and gained control of the important port in New Orleans and the lower Mississippi River. The Cabildo has been a museum since 1908. Everywhere that we went in the French Quarter, there were beautiful buildings with lovely ironwork. It makes you realise that this city is very unlike other large cities in the United States. We stopped at the Colonnade Market and looked at the shops, however I didn't buy anything. The stop for our hop-on, hop-off bus was just by the market, and after a short wait, the double-decker came and we went to the top floor. I've included a link in the write-up to the map that gives the details of the tour. Whilst on the bus, I saw my first New Orleans streetcar. Many of the streetcars date from the 1920s, and the St. Charles streetcar line is reputed to be the oldest in the world, having first opened in 1835. When we arrived at Basin Street Station, we got off the bus and went round the small railway museum that's housed in the station buildings. We then took another bus and continued our journey. The journey took us through the garden district where all the houses have beautiful gardens. We went past cemeteries where the graves are above the ground. 
The reason that the graves are above ground in New Orleans and the surrounding area is the high water table. The early settlers found that when they dug graves, they filled with water. And so it was soon realized that burial above ground in a mausoleum was a much better option. Our tour continued through the city center, down expensive shopping streets, until we got off the bus again and returned on foot to the garden district. After a short stop for a reviving coffee, we continued on foot through the beautiful streets towards one of the cemeteries in order to take a closer look at the amazing mausoleums that you find there. In some ways, the cemetery is like a town with small houses arranged in streets, the only difference being that the residents are permanently inside. Many of the vaults have been used by members of the same family, generation after generation. And so, after spending an hour or so in the cemetery, we went in search of a streetcar. So, about to board the streetcar. One coming up behind, he said. That streetcar was full, so we're now waiting for the next one to come along. And as we're further up the queue, hopefully it will be emptier. Well, here comes the next one. I think we might get on this one. The streetcar even has the reversible seats so that depending on the way you're going you can move the seat back and always face forward if you want to. Of course if you're a family you can face each other. We're heading down towards the city.
We stayed on the streetcar until we arrived in the city centre. We then went to look for some late lunch. After our lunch, we walked back to our hotel to rest our feet and agreed to meet up again a couple of hours later to take a walk by the river before we found somewhere to have an aperitif and then dinner. After taking a short ziz and feeling much refreshed, we regrouped to go out and find a bar for our aperitif. We crossed the road and walked down to the harbour front and spent a little time marvelling at the size of the Mississippi. I got to see the Crescent City Connection, that's the current name for what used to be the Greater New Orleans Bridge. It is in fact two bridges, the first built in 1958 and the second in 1988. Each bridge carries four lanes of traffic, one taking westbound traffic and the other eastbound. And each bridge is slightly over two and a half miles long, and the crossing is the most heavily used on the Lower Mississippi, with around 180,000 vehicles a day. One of the streetcar lines terminates at the river, and we could see a lot of industry and commerce on the other bank. We then walked back into the French Quarter and found a very pleasant bar, the Pirates Alley Café, where we stopped and had a drink. On our walk we passed many more beautiful buildings with stunning ironwork, many people out in the early evening, and on a corner there was a jazz band playing in the street. We finished our day with an excellent meal at a restaurant which I think is pronounced something like Tiges, where I can thoroughly recommend the brisket of beef. After that it was back to the hotel and bed as I had an early start the next morning in order to get to the railway station so that I could catch the Sunset Limited to transport me back to Los Angeles. You'll hear a lot more about that journey in the next episode in two weeks time. This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you for listening. Please join me again in two weeks' time.